everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and this is our Oscars prediction special. Uh, I may sound a little bit under the weather and that is because I am under the weather. Uh, I would have recorded this a little bit sooner uh, and also have uh, some other things I need to record. I did just go see Creed 3. It was awesome. Go see it. Uh, but <clears throat> there's other plans that I have to go see some other movies as well that we'll try to get reviews out for hopefully uh, once my um, my health improves a little bit. I don't know what's going on, but uh, you know, don't underestimate the power of DayQuil and NyQuil is all I'll say, even though, like I said, it's this has been going on for about a week now, and uh, I'm hoping it gets a little bit better. But Without further ado, we are here. We're less than a week away from the 95th Oscars uh, Academy Awards, and I'm re- honestly I'm really excited for this year's awards. There's a lot of really great nominees up. We talked about them in a prior episode, and I am going to be telling you my predictions for this. So this is based on a couple of different categories. The first being you know, what I've seen. Uh, And to that point, I'm very excited to also announce this is the most nominees that I have seen in a year for the Academy Awards. So this was a big one for me too. Out of the 120 nominations uh, from all of the different categories, I have seen 102 of those nomination slots. Obviously, you know, a lot of them got multiples, but that means quite a few of these I've gotten to see. It's a very small handful of movies, mostly in the shorts, the live actions, the international films that I did not get to catch, or the ones that were on a streaming service that I do not have. But that on top of my, um, I guess you could say my very studious uh, examination of articles from multiple sources around their thoughts on the predictions, and then also um, there was a really great article, I think, from The Hollywood Reporter that was talking about the mathematical uh, guesses, basically, based on the math of all the prior awards won by these categories. And I will tell you also who I think should win in these categories. And the funny thing is, a lot of my people I think will win are the should wins as well. And that's what makes me very hopeful that this is going to be a very exciting Oscars this year. So let's dive in. Get your ballot ready. Uh, I have marked mine. Like I said, boy, I, I'm just I'm very excited. And so we'll start. I, I get my ballot from the, uh, the Gold Knight. I usually just type in Academy Awards ballot, and it's the first one that pops up that I print out. But uh, the way they've got their categories listed, they've got best, best Picture, Director, all the big ones up front, and then the rest are all alphabetical. So I'll start at the end so we can save the best for last. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, that's going to be Best Visual Effects. So, uh, again, we've got those as All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, uh, Batman, Black Panther, and Top Gun. Uh, this is what, again, I think should win, and I also think will win, is uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, comparatively to these other uh, people in the category, the other slots, Avatar is just, any year that Avatar is in, it's probably going to win. And so it's a very good bet to pick Avatar for visual effects. I don't even honestly know who I I'd maybe would have picked Black, Black Panther otherwise. Um, but yeah, Avatar's heads above all of these others because the entire movie is CGI. Next up, we've got Best Sound, which is All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun. And this was another one of a, of a should win, uh, will win, hope that I w- hope will win, which is Top Gun Maverick. 
So I based that off of, um, again, this was my personal opinion uh, before I read these articles that you, that's one of the biggest things that I remember from that movie is the sound, the, the pl- sound of the planes, the sound of just those air fights, the dog fights. And I don't, I mean, uh, you could say maybe Elvis. I mean, every movie has really good sound these days, but when you're looking at these, I think Top Gun's going to be the one that wins. So here's where we get tricky. We're going to get through these ones really quick. Best short film live action. I only saw two in here. I saw Le Pupil and Night Ride. And so I don't have a who I think should win on this because I didn't see all of them, so I don't think it's fair to say who should win. But all of the sources that I'm getting are saying that an Irish goodbye should be the one that wins. Uh, so I'm picking an Irish goodbye for the best live action short. Uh, same goes for animated shorts, though I uh, I did so I saw again I saw My Year of Dicks, Ice Merchants, and The Flying Sailor. I think out of those three, I'd probably would have picked My Year of Dicks, but everyone is saying. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is the front runner to win this. So that is what I'm choosing on the animated short. For uh, next up on here is best production design. So I saw all of the ones on here. This is great. And this is one of the more recent ones that I haven't talked about that I saw was uh, Babylon. So both as an uh, who I think will win and who should win is Babylon on this one. Babylon. I don't think I'll have a whole episode dedicated to it. I'm actually going to talk about these as they come up in here. I really liked Babylon. Um, it's a long movie. It is a very excessive movie, uh, very similar to uh, Triangle of Sadness, another one that I caught recently and uh, was also very uh, stressful. But we've got between Babylon, you got Elvis, Fableman's, Avatar, and All Quiet on the Western Front. If you watch Babylon... I think you would agree with me that it should win this category. Uh, it's, again, three hours long, but there are scenes in this movie. There's a scene where it's a very hectic, long uh, tracking shot of all of these different movie sets out in the desert filming at the exact same time. Because back then, uh, everything was, um, you know, there was, I guess there were talkies at the time, but it was a lot of silent films. And so you could have so many different films being made at the same time on set because, you know, there's no sound, so you couldn't hear people acting in other scenes. But just that stands out. Obviously, the party at the very beginning, there's bits all over this movie that I think, you know, well-deserved for production design. So that's my bet on that one. Uh, Best original song. Uh, We've got Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Natu Natu from RRR, and This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Again, uh, who I think should win is the same as who I think will win, which is Natu Natu from RRR. Uh, that was one of my surprise hits from last year. That song is amazing. I, uh, I listen to it quite frequently, more so than I listen to any of the other songs on here. The only other one that would be close to this that I would say maybe will give it a run for its money would be Lift Me Up. And that's only because Rihanna. So uh, this original song section, actually, I'm really excited for because we're going to get performances from all of these during the Oscars. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing and hearing the Natu Natu presentation, but also to see Rihanna and you got Lady Gaga on there as well. Um, That's going to be really cool. But again, my bet is Natu Natu. So best original score. 
Uh, here's another one. Same thing. We've got uh, the nominees of uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Uh, my money is on Babylon winning this. Uh, Justin Hurwitz. Out of all of these scores, I truly think Babylon is the best of all of these scores. I know some may say that maybe John Williams is there. I did not. There was really nothing special in my eyes from the Fableman soundtrack comparatively to probably six or seven times during Babylon where I was like, man, this music is just so good. Uh, you know, there's bits in that movie where, again, yeah, it feels really long, but the music carries the movie in my eyes. It's very old-timey, very 1920s, but also just very powerful uh, in terms of just kind of making you want to get up and dance. Plus, John Williams has won how many awards at this point? I, I don't know. I feel like hopefully we stop seeing John Williams at one point and start giving this to uh, some newer, fresher faces. Carter Burwell is also in this, too. I know he's on here quite a bit. But that's my bet, and that's my uh, my hope. So next up, we've got Best Makeup and Hairstyling. And those are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Now, this is an interesting one that I've read from multiple sources that typically whoever wins in the Best Makeup and Hairstyling will also win in the Best Actor category so this one's interesting this is where i personally would deviate on this and funny enough actually <clears throat> i'm really deviating on this because in my eyes i would think you would think that the uh, the academy award people would be giving this to the whale for the uh, fat suit that brendan frazier is in in that movie but i've picked in terms of who i think should win this category as Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, the costume or the makeup and hairstyling in that movie was just absolutely gorgeous. But when you think about it from the perspective that many, many, many sources are saying and guessing that Austin Butler is probably going to win um, Best Actor, my money is on Elvis winning Best Makeup and Hairstyling. And again, this is you'll see this pattern when we get to Best Actor because. Um, again, their thought process was, well, logically, maybe the the uh, the voters give one of them to the whale and then give one of them to Elvis in between the two, which would make sense, right? You know, acting's very different than the makeup. But again, the statistics are say, have have said the the actual statistics say that typically the makeup and hairstyling also goes to best actor. So you know who my best actor is going to be then. But uh, I'm guessing Elvis for makeup and hairstyling. All right, next we have Best International Feature Film. So this was one where, again, I did not see all of the contenders in this category. I only got to see All Quiet on the Western Front and Argentina 1985. That one's available to view on Netflix, or sorry, not Netflix, Amazon. Uh, and I'd, you know, I'd recommend it if you've got two hours and 15 minutes to spare. It's a an interesting court drama, I guess you could say. And also EO is on here, Close, and The Quiet Girl. EO is available on the Criterion channel. Um, I have not, <laughs> actually, I should have probably messaged my brother and asked him for his login, but I did not get to watch that one. So, uh, again, from this, I know I didn't, I probably didn't see all of them. I didn't see all of them, but I really think All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win this one. I think it should win this one as well. Um, really great film. 
And I again, I can't speak to the other three, but my money is on All Quiet on the Western Front. So next up, we've got Best Film Editing. And this one should be a no-brainer. We've got Banshees, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, Tar, and Top Gun. I think who should win and will win is Everything Everywhere all at once. And I point to the scene where Evelyn, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, is going through all of the different multiverses. And I think I even talked about this on one of the prior episodes, but that scene where it's her face and it's constantly switching between so many other different versions of her, and that's only one small, what, you know, five-minute piece of the movie. Uh, That is incredible editing. Paul Rogers is the editor on that. Um, That's my money on who I think will win and should win. Next up, we've got Best Documentary Short. I saw all but one of these, which are The Elephant Whispers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, Stranger at the Gate, the only one I didn't see was How Do You Measure a Year, which just got bought by HBO, so apparently that's going to be on HBO Max in June. Um, I think Stranger at the Gate should win, but again, what I'm hearing is everyone's money is on the Elephant Whispers. So that is what I'm choosing, is the Elephant Whispers for who I think will win. And this next one I think is, is an interesting one as well, Best Documentary Feature. Uh, I saw three out of the five. We've got All That Breathes. I just recently saw that one. That one's on HBO Max. Uh, That was a really sweet one. Um, It's about a a, a family that takes care of kites um, in terms of a type of bird. And uh, it was really good. Uh, It wasn't, I wouldn't mark that one. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, which I saw that one's on Disney+. Plus. That was a really good one. A House Made of Splinters, and then Navalny, which I also saw. That's on HBO Max as well. I think that Navalny should and will win. And my insight on that is because Navalny is a shocking documentary, just showing how blatant the Russian government was in uh, trying to kill him. And the amount of evidence that they had, again, that was just absolutely shocking to me. Um, And with everything that's going on currently with the war in Ukraine, I think they're going to give that one. And especially didn't, um, if I'm remembering right, um, the Ukrainian president as well came on and gave, uh, Zelensky gave a... um, a little presentation during the Golden Globes. So I just, my money is on the, you know, kind of having that Ukraine fever, that anti-Russia fever and giving it to Navalny. But I would not be surprised if Fire of Love won uh, because that movie or that uh, documentary was also amazing. Very sad, uh, but at the same time, just the, the ability for them to get the footage that they got was insane to me beyond impressive but like i said i think i think there's a wave right now and navalny is on that wave so my money's going to be on navalny next up we've got best costume design which is babylon black panther elvis everything everywhere and mrs harris goes to paris i saw all of these movies uh so since the last time we've all spoke or since last time i've recorded again i saw babylon which great costumes and then i saw mrs harris goes to paris which uh, was a surprisingly sweet movie. It reminded me a lot of Paddington, just in the sense of, uh, you know, a British character who 
uh, has to deal with sort of setbacks and issues, but at the end of the day, always seems to kind of come out on top and everyone loves them. That is the definition of Mrs. Harris. That's on Peacock. And I would highly recommend watching that movie. It was really fun. It was a great uplifting movie. And the whole premise of that movie is that she saves up her money to buy a Dior uh, dress. So you can imagine she goes to Paris. There's, you know, a show of all the dresses. So there's a lot of great costumes in that as well. But my should and bet win is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Ruth Carter. Um, She stepped it up even more so than the first film with the costumes. When you think about not just the Wakandan costumes, but the Tello Keneal costumes as well, um, the headdresses for, oh man, just for all of the characters, right? For Namora, for uh, Atuma, for uh, Namor as well. Yeah, so my money is on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Next up is Best Cinematography. So we have All Quiet on the Western Front. We've got Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Now, again, I've seen all of them in this category. Uh, Bardo, I can clearly understand why it was nominated for this. It's got that classic um, Chivo sort of style, though it's it's uh, cinematographed by um, cinematographed by Darius Kanji, um, Elvis by Mandy Walker, All Quiet by James Friend, Empire of Light by Roger Deakins. We know, I have a feeling on that one too. I, I saw Empire of Light, that was on HBO Max. It was a good movie, and you know, I don't think I've seen enough Olivia Coleman movies, so it was really nice to see her in this role, especially in a role like this, where I'm pretty sure, I don't think they fully say it, but she basically plays somebody who has bipolar disorder, or some form of that. And it was really sad in that regard. But I was shocked because Roger Deakins is one of the greats out there. He is um, He's right up there with Chivo in my eyes because he I'm pretty sure Roger Deakins did Blade Runner 2049. There was nothing in this movie that stood out to me from a cinematography perspective. I was kind of surprised. And I almost think, and it's not a, not a diss at him, but I'm pretty sure this was a name recognition of you know getting him on the list. And uh, <clears throat> just because of his name. So I, you know, again, I'm sure he did great work. I'm glad. I'm, I'm sure he got paid for it too, which is awesome. But my money, and I put this as my should, and also putting it as my bet now, is Elvis, Mandy Walker. And I read that she'd be, I think, the, was it first, possibly first female cinematographer to win um, in this category, which would be really cool. So, and Elvis had great cinematography too. So, uh, my money is on it for that, which would be interesting if things are going the way that they do. Um, Elvis would be at uh, two awards at this point, so I think the most awarded, maybe everything everywhere. We'll have to see, but it'll change as we get to these next ones. So next up is best animated feature. That's uh, Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, Puss in Boots, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. I've seen all of these except for Marcel. Uh, I wanted to, but uh, at this point it's just available to rent, and I'm, I'd rather just wait till it comes streaming somewhere. Uh, I think who should win in this, again, my humble opinion, uh, I loved Turning Red. I think Turning Red should win this one. It's not going to. This is going to go to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and it's a well-deserved one. I saw that movie, and I, I loved it. I thought it was really great. The animation is uh, it's one of those things you don't see very often, right? Like Coraline and Kubo with stop motion. 
very impressive. I'm, I think Marcel was kind of like that as well. But to see and hear, you can kind of, there's a special features thing on Netflix as well. The amount of time and people that were put into making that movie, uh, give it to Guillermo all day. Uh, so that's where I'm at. I'm fine with it, even though I loved Turning Red. So next up, we've got Best Supporting Actress for Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Su. Uh, I've seen all of these movies, and based on my opinion, I think that this is not only a very tough category, but hands down Angela Bassett, uh, both for should win and will win. The only person I could see coming close would be Jamie Lee Curtis, but really when you're comparing the or the performances, I'd give it to Angela Bassett on this one. And that's no slight to Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm sure she'd be happy with it as well. I'm sure, she, I think she was happy with it when uh, Angela Bassett won the Golden Globe. So I'm sure she, you know, they're all just happy to be in the company. Uh, though also Hong Chow did an absolutely amazing job in The Whale. Uh, best Actress, we've got Kate Planchette, Anna DeArmas, Andrea Riseborough, Michelle Williams, and Michelle Yeoh. So this was the toughest, I would say, category of all of them because there are some people that should have been in this category. We all know it. We've talked about it. Talking about um, you know some Viola Davis for Woman King, Daniel Detweiler for um, Till, and uh, but you know it. They didn't do it, and Les, you know, Andrea Riseborough basically took that, and and you know, it went through. I don't agree with it, but it's the way that it is. And having since discussed, and now I've seen all of these except for two Leslie, uh, which you can rent. I just I'm I don't want to pay for it. Uh, my money on who should and will win is Michelle Yeoh, but <clears throat> this is a tough category because. Kate Blanchett has won a ton of awards, and I will point out, uh, for those of you that are really wanting to possibly take home your ballot when you're playing with your friends and family, Kate Blanchett is projected to win based on the mathematical statistics, um, has a higher percentage chance of winning than Michelle Yeoh based on the amount of awards won prior. Uh, my money is still on Michelle Yeoh because I feel like it is her time right now. Um, this all these awards she's been getting is for her entire body of work uh, for being kind of put on the sidelines for uh, being an Asian female I think this is the moment where they kind of make up for that whereas Kate Blanchett has been there done that um, and also I don't think her performance in Tar was as great as um, Michelle's in uh, everything everywhere so uh, again, I would have even, I don't even know why Michelle Williams was in here. This was, that was something my cousin and I were laughing at just because I get, you know, she does a really good job in Fablemans, but I just, we could have picked some more people to be in that one. Uh, okay, Best Supporting Actor. We've got Brendan Gleeson, Brian Tyree Henry, Judd Hirsch, Barry Keoghan, and Kiwi Kwan. If any of the categories this Oscar season are a lock, it is this one. For Kihi Kwan, Everything Everywhere at Once. Enough said. Uh, <clears throat> best actor. Again, this is a tricky one. We got Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Mescal, and Bill Nye. Uh, not the science guy. I've seen all but th two of these. I've not seen After Sun or Living. Uh, I also didn't see Causeway from the last one with Brian Tyree because I don't have Apple Plus. But this one really feels like, and based on the statistics, is a um, 
toss-up between Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser. And again, based on the prior awards, I think it's going to be Austin Butler. But I think Brendan Fraser should win this one in the same vein and the same way that I've been seeing the advertisements for Kihi Kwan from Michelle Yeoh. Just this idea of the actors who have kind of been sidelined due to one reason or another, him being speaking up after a uh, you know kind of sexual assault and uh, kind of being blacklisted. But like I said, they will 100% announce best makeup and hairstyling before best actor so if you're playing in a a group of people who are okay with you making last minute bets you may be able to change your answer on that one if you see it like i said if elvis wins best makeup and hairstyling my money is on elvis uh, austin butler winning best actor vice versa if the whale wins makeup and hairstyling maybe it'll be brendan frazier that wins next up we've got best original screenplay which is Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Saw all of these, and I think the uh, should win, the will win, will be Everything Everywhere All at Once. And this is where you'll start to see that, uh, <laughs> this, I mean, at this point, what is that, five maybe, that they've gotten? Four? Best Adapted Screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. I've seen all of these, but Living. And I think what should and will win is women talking because the movie is basically all women talking. And when you're doing that, you got to have a really strong script. And this script is very strong. It was an amazing movie, really good. Um, And then again, you know, we did not get a lot of female nominations in here, especially in the director screenplay. So we got to give it in this one to Sarah Pauly. Best director, Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere, Fablemans, Tar Triangle. Now, my money originally would have been on the Fablemans, but statistically speaking, it looks like everything everywhere, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert are um, the top pick at this point. And I would agree with that. I think they should win. Um, again, I think that was the best movie of last year. And I think Steven Spielberg, again, if you're, you know, he did a good job, the movie was good. But when you're, uh, you know, it's like it's like being in class and writing a paper. Everyone's writing papers, and that one kid who writes the paper that's only about the things that he knows the teacher likes. That's uh, Steven Spielberg right now with the movies that he's been making. They're all Oscar darlings. So honestly, I think I said it's like, hey, congrats, we give you a nom, but we're gonna give it to the people who actually made a creative and original movie. Um, again, I know. Fablemans was technically an original movie, but it's still based on a person's life versus, um, and that specific person being Steven Spielberg. Again, that's a conversation for a different time. And then the final category of Best Picture. We know what those nominees are. All Quiet, Avatar, Banshees, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. I saw all of them. And I think the one that will and should win is everything, everywhere, all at once. So hopefully that is how the thi- how everything goes, because then that will give me a 100% score on this. But I'll tell you this right now. I have never had a year where I've gotten all of them right. Last year, though, I got quite a bit of them right. I think I only got maybe three or four of them wrong. And they are typically going to be in that best shorts, best live act, all the shorts categories is where I was really taking a hit. And then also in um, a couple of surprises. 
And in those surprises, I was more than happy to be wrong. Because again, I'm trying, I'm more trying to win in this case. Like I said, I know some of the ones that should win probably aren't going to win. But in this case, most of the ones I picked to should win might actually win. So I'm hoping this is a great year for it. Uh, I hope that all of you as well play along with the ballot and try and guess it. This is this is the this is the Super Bowl for film buffs. So uh, I'm super pumped about that. But that's where we're going to wrap things up. And again, I want to extend an apology because um, it's been a little bit since I've recorded. I'm not apologizing for that. I you know I'm not on any sort of schedule, but more so for my voice for me being sick. And uh, in that spirit, like I said, once I'm feeling a little bit better, hopefully next week. Um, I can put a couple more recordings out for some of these movies that I've been seeing. Like I said, I've uh, seen a ton of movies um, over the last few weeks. So a lot of things that I really want to talk about and some really great new ones that are coming out too. We've got Scream and 65 coming out this weekend. Uh, Shazam comes out next week as well. There's a lot going on. So stick around, uh, hang out with us, and then I will ask to... Um, Because I know we moved over to Anchor. I I already have an ad ready to go. Um, I don't think Anchor has asked me to do the ad yet. They emailed me about it. But I had this really funny ad built up. Apparently, I'm supposed to read off one of their ads. Uh, And I, of course, will try to make it as funny as possible because I hate hearing ads. Um, But to say, if you're listening to this on Apple, um, if you could leave me a review, I don't even care if you – I mean – if you want to leave me a one-star review, please, in in the you know description, please tell me why you're leaving a one-star review so I can try and improve. But um, you know, get a review, a rating, whatever it is to try and reach more people. Now that I'm on Anchor, I don't know if the, the algorithm's the same, if we're reaching the same audience. I'm not sure. But um, either way, let me know one way or another how you guys are enjoying these episodes, what more you're wanting to see, what less you're wanting to see. And with that, We will truly wrap up. So thank you all so much for listening. Good luck on your Oscars ballots. And we will talk to you all after those Oscars are over. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we'll see you on the red carpet.